I'm Sarah. Welcome to our sixth episode of Relaunch Podcast. And today we will be discussing on how to build meaningful professional networks. This topic basically is quite important to both of us because we're all we're both career people. We're both quite ambitious and we're both quite excited about the kind of careers we want to build for ourselves and the kind of impact we want to have on the world. And we recognize that one important thing to have is a good network because in this world, especially in the corporate world or in whatever industry you're in, you need to know people and you need to know people who can help you, who can help open doors for you really and vice versa, you need to help people too. So I don't know if you want to say anything about that, Sarah. Yeah, with that being said, I think we can begin by discussing on why it is important to build uh, meaningful and impactful professional networks. Mm-hmm. For me, I have three main reasons why it's important. First, as you, as Stephanie has mentioned, it could be a stepping stone to getting the career that you've always wanted. This could be through getting insightful inform, insightful recruitment information through your networks. And it could also be through um, somebody within your network who has significant influence with a, within the company that you want to apply for. And so they could give a recommendation on the type of work you can deliver. The second thing, the second reason why it's important is that it could be an opportunity for you to build an imp- a critical skill set that could help you take your career to the next level. For example, uh, at this point, we know how important the digital skills are important. And while most of us don't know how to start strategically select a skill set, a digital skill set that might help you within your identify people who have who are in a similar career space and um, a similar career path and they have specialized in a certain digital digital skill set that ha- has helped them take their career to the next level so it could be a learning opportunity for you to strategize on the skill set that you should prioritize then finally are uh, if you're in the if you you really care about social causes i think me and stephanie share that um that interest having their having meaningful networks can help you realize significant impact because they can help you find the strategic influence that can help you maybe get um, significant funding to help uh, you realize a significant influence and impact on the social cause that you're really interested in yeah those are really great examples and i agree with each and everything that you've said um, for me, I, um, I'm a quite aligned with the reasons you gave. And just to add on, I think networks can really help you even gain insights into different career paths that you never knew existed before. Like, for example, you have a particular goal you want in your career and networks can kind of open up your mind into better ways or faster ways of doing things, especially in terms of like fast, doing things like more speedily. Because you, when you do have those networks, first of all, it does give you connections to places you wouldn't have connections to before. Um, it does; it can give you um, access to people you never had access to before. And like so I said, it can help you like understand clearly what skills you need to get to exactly where you want to get to. Um, so it's important to surround yourself with the right people in quotes. And it shouldn't be limited to just people in your workplace. First, I'm a big advocate of networking with people who are outside your workplace specifically and also possibly outside your career space as well 
just because they do they could have greater insights into what you want to do and could open up your mind a bit more yeah okay uh thanks for sharing that maybe next week we'll discuss on what do we mean by meaningful networks because it's not just about knowing uh, many people just not about having yeah. a, a lot of contacts in your contact list so yeah. yeah we can define what do we mean by meaningful networks what does it mean to you stephanie yeah i mean just even before we go to what it means like mm-hmm. we've highlighted something quite interesting maybe we can compare what people normally mistake for a meaningful network and i think you yeah. give a really good example where everyone is like that thing for take as many numbers as you can fill your phone like, the more people you know the better it is i i'm a big advocate of qualities rather than quantity you need to you need to like have people who can actually advocate for you who actually know you to some degree and can actually help you rather than just knowing knowing many people for the sake of knowing many people so that's one thing about meaningful for me it's about the quality of the people that you're knowing quality in this case can be measured by you know like how aligned are they are they with what you want for your career what or the how aligned are they with the kind of impact you want to make you know how aligned are they with um the kind of access they can give you and vice versa as well cuz and i think about networks if they're meaningful they shouldn't be parasitic it should be very much like a symbiotic relationship where everyone is helping everyone so you don't want to like fall into the trappings of just knowing lots of people cuz that can that can get old pretty fast you have highlighted actually what that definition means to me it's about it's a two way approach it's about having a network of people who care about your interests and are willing to advocate for you to realize the career development that you want and also personal growth as well but also in return you care about them and you're willing to support you are willing to support them to also achieve what is meaningful to them yeah yeah completely so i think that's quite clear for both of us while there's no standard way of building meaningful networks i think there's a right mindset to have while building these networks so for me i the right mindset that i think one should have is that there's this thing that says that if you want to be interesting you have to be interested that means you have to demonstrate the the willingness and the desire to understand uh, other people's interests and and what really matters to them in terms of their goals the other thing is that you really have to be open minded because in any network there are people who might have different beliefs from what you have and they might also have different priorities in the goals that they want to so you really have to have that be open minded to understand why do this do these um goals matter to them and why do they have different beliefs from yours and this will help people open up to you more and by by allowing by giving them that opportunity to open up to you it helps you create that mutual and intimate relationship where you can actually identify co- a common ground and work together to help each other and most important is that you need to demonstrate that you're really helpful that you can support them as much as you want them to support you i completely agree with you and you've touched on something so important when it comes to um building networks it's the relationship it's really about building relationships based on trust and like and just growing that trust and respect for each other 
because that's that's where the quality comes in because if someone for someone to care about you like you said you need to care about them for someone to want to help you you need to be able to see how you can be helpful to them how you can add value to them and it shouldn't be something that should even be like manipulative or stressful it's just something that comes quite naturally out of the compassion of building each other up and so in terms of mindset just even to backtrack a little bit before even embarking on building a relationship you need to first clearly identify what it is you actually want from your network i'm not talking about like hard plans you should have like some idea where you're heading like some sort of because one thing that people tend to confuse i feel sometimes is like your network is not your mentor you know your network should not be mentoring you that's that's the thing that and mentors can be within your network obviously but you don't go into building networks in a sort of like mentorship sort of ideology you should go in with a sort of clarity about what you want and a sort of clarity about where you guys can find mutual mutual understanding like you said mutual ground um so for me that's where i would start off by identifying exactly what it is that you want and then like going on to like now identify the communities or like doing research on sort of communities you want to join or people who can help you yeah so you have basically described some of the uh you've actually given an example of an approach that you you have used previously to build your network so while we expect that over time that you want to grow your network action points that one needs to take or you have previously taken to expand your network a really good one that i feel is quite um useful for me is just joining like professional organizations and communities that are aligned with my career so those are really helpful because you know for sure you'll meet people there who are doing what you're doing or doing or are in li- aligned with what you want to do and can help you gain some sort of access or give you some industry insights that you don't know um so that's in terms of just like professional bodies if you're like a data scientist you know there's a co- there's always communities around these things for social for social work for example there are lots of communities around um creating building impact in like wherever you want to be like either people who help the homeless people who help women in danger there are lots of communities around people doing things that are impactful and for me what i always do is try to research where those communities and how do i get in another way of doing it obviously is to just conferences conferences are a really good place to find like minded people going to places where ideas are being explored and studied and engaging with those people and it's even faster to build such relationships rather than um awkwardly just reaching out to random people and hoping trying to see what sticks so for me the biggest advice i would say is put yourself in spaces where people who are doing what you want to do are and do research on those spaces because they do exist so for me another interesting example is that as much as you want to build your networks uh within your career along your career path it's also very important at any given point to build meaningful networks within your current workplace environment mm-hmm. that you have the right people to advocate on the type of quality of work you can deliver and what is really your competitive advantage so some of the some of the action points i've taken to build my networks within any uh, workplace environment is that i'm always willing to support a colleague who is taking up a project that really means a lot to them and i have a skill set that might help them to deliver that project to the required standards and also I'm, i've always uh, demonstrated my interest to take up on interesting projects that can help the comp- any uh, the company that i'm currently working on achieve the, their desired goals 
yeah that's a really good point i think being supportive is a really big one when it comes to networking either in or outside and it's quite good when you're inside the company it's quite um i'm not gonna say it's easier but it's like if all the tools are laid out there for you to be able to build good networks within the workplace you should always be supportive of your colleagues you should always see areas in which they can help you as well um i think it's just for me it's always just about a balance because it's always good to like give always always good and it's also important for people to know what value they're adding to your life because it makes them feel really good as well so i completely agree with the workplace you should always put your foot forward and and also another commonality that you i have with you when it comes to my approach of building networks especially outside my workplace environment is that uh, to make it meaningful once i have established a common ground with an individual is that i consistently follow up and invest my time to find ways that i can help support the project easier especially if i have a skill set that will help them deliver the project faster or can add value to whatever they are actively doing i think keeping in touch is important i think that's that's a tough one for sure mm-hmm. because life can get quite busy it can get really busy so it's important to keep people at the back of your mind i i don't know how you would do it i think a good way to do it for me because like my mind is very like it works well on schedules so just maybe schedule catch ups with people or like just i you need to be quite organized about it because it's very easy to let things fall through the cracks. Yeah, so what what advice would you give to someone who's like struggling with keeping in touch? So my advice would be first you have really to identify what you really want to achieve through your network. Like we've said, you really have to establish that. And then at the back of your mind, you have to identify why is it stressful for you? Is it because you find it uncomfortable to start up a conversation with a stranger? is it because you really don't know how to keep the conversation going and and then once you've identified why you are finding it difficult then you can be able to identify the 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 right action points you can take to to, to not be comfortable growing those networks what about you yeah i think um because it's quite easy when you're like in the heat of things to exchange contacts talk about the ideas as they are even work on projects you can even work with people on projects passion projects for a while and then two years down the line you haven't talked that's the kind of thing i'm talking about it's not you've already established the relationship you've already established like your mutual understanding and your mutual benefit to each other but like now that aftermath of someone needs to keep in touch do you know what i'm trying to say like six months down the line it's, there's not really it's like keep it's the same thing with like friendships like it's just the, the more life grows the harder it is to keep in touch so i don't i was proposing you should schedule it somehow or i'm not sure actually this is something I, i'm not quite sure about yet but i think it's something that we should talk about yeah yeah and i think this goes back to the first point a previous point that we discussed establishing a common ground mm. common interest that you share with this person so that if you come across maybe an interesting event that maybe yeah. um is is going to give is going to give both of you an opportunity to learn more about a common goal that you share you can actually invite uh this individual to uh to come to this event so it's 
yeah so once you've actually identified the common ground you can actually find ways of keeping the conversation going by identifying ways you can keep reconnecting yeah i think that's a really really good point and I, I think it just goes back to the whole mutually beneficial relationship sort of things. You need to recognize how you can add value to people's lives so that when something comes up, let's say they mentioned something in passing about, you know, a scholarship that they were looking into. Maybe you could take some time out of your day, five minutes, and send them something on it. Just those little things that kind of build into building trust and longer relationships so that people remember you. And like, yeah, I think that's good. That's a really, that's really good advice. We've discussed about our different approaches to uh, building networks. What are some of the interesting ways you've seen, you've observed others build their networks? It, it, it's so interesting because I feel like, I don't know how it is for you, but sometimes the line between building friendships and building networks seems a bit blurred to me. Uh, um, so I'm, I think maybe it's because the corporate world is just getting less and less formalized. So it's, it's, you know, before it was quite, you know, give someone a business card and, you know, give them a call, talk about my stats all the time. But I don't know, these days it's like small things like, oh, let's go play squash together, you know, every two weeks and then we'll discuss this conversation in business. Basically, it's the intertwining of friendships and networks is what I find interesting. It, it can get a bit, it, it's interesting to me because on the same level, people who you're in the same peer groups with, if I'm trying to network with someone from a different company who's at the same level in terms of career and possibly age as me, it's a lot easier to do such things. Where I find it interesting is when it's vertical, when it's the vertical, the power lines are vertical, where I see people calling, the, telling the CEO, like, let's go play squash and I'll pitch my idea to you. That kind of um, bravery is what I find interesting. I think that's, that's something that maybe I would want to emulate it, but I'm not sure how you can go about it. Yeah, I've also observed an interesting approach where those I I once observed this person was a very good cook and he asked the team what what are some of their favorite meals. So once he established that like um an interlink of what most of the team members liked, occasionally they would cook lunch for the team. Yeah. Yeah, and share the same so i've never done that before yeah i think <laughs> but it was yeah. interesting it was really yeah. interesting yeah but it kind of worked i think so i think yeah the, i think the whole personalizing the relationships is something that we should probably explore because i don't know about you but for me it's quite i i, I do tend to lean towards the more professional side you know approaching someone i want to be in my network and i think maybe that's becoming a bit outdated I think people like are valuing like the person who sends them like a birthday card, you know, and then takes them for dinner to discuss stuff. You know, I'm not saying either is bad or I'm not saying the other side is bad either. I'm just thinking like a more progressive way of looking at things may not be the worst thing. So that person who organizes a team building session for the team will be remembered and <laughs> you know, everyone will always remember like that thing. He brought a, the people who bring people together. Um, and that's something personally I've been trying to do more in my own workplace, like just creating activities where we're like, okay, let's go do this with different people and getting to know them like on a, on a more, not entirely personal level, but a more, a, a more informal, informal, let me just say informal, a more mm. informal setting, you know. And yeah, like that's something that I'm currently trying to do very actively and 
I don't know. I'll give you a report on how it goes, maybe. <laughs> not sure. Yeah. While we are on the same topic, I think uh, everyone's been in a team where every Friday uh, we would play a video game together. Mm-hmm. And it really helped us understand each other and connect with each other as well. I think it was a very impactful approach. So yeah. I, I think you'll have uh, some positive outcome yeah. from that approach. Yeah, I think when you when you bring in the informality, it's like people just let their guard down and you can like see into their passions and their interests a bit more clearly. Because like in the workplace, maybe there's a bit of weird competition or weird strategies going on. But in that moment, you can actually, actually playing games is a really good one because you can see how someone thinks about things. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So what, what are some of the challenges you've encountered while building your networks? Um, aloofness, I think. Sometimes it's like the, like you're trying to, <laughs> it sounds bad, you're trying to work someone, but like they're not really too bothered about like getting to know you. So that thing about trying to, and you do, you're trying to be, you're not being self-absorbed. You're trying to, you're being interested in what they do, but you're not the network they're trying to make. You know, that kind of, that um, you want something, but they want something else. So it's like nobody's really getting anything out of what they want. I don't know. I haven't solved that one. It's a challenge I haven't solved. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah so, for, yeah. yeah. so for me, it, it has always been the first step. The greatest challenge has always been starting up this process of networking with somebody. And this has mainly to do with the fact that I always find it uncomfortable to reach out to somebody I know barely anything about and hoping to rec- to connect with them. What is your opinion? Have you had a similar challenge? Yeah, I mean, I, yes, the whole, um, yeah, the first approach, the first approach, um, especially when it's like, when you're not, when the situation isn't clear what to start talking about, you know? Yes. Or like, especially if you're the one who has to be more assertive in that situation, Honestly, for me, I just try to go in with the basics of conversation building, which are super boring, but they really do help. Like the small talk, you know, obviously introducing yourself, what you do, ask them who they are, what they do, ask them more about what they do. Mm-hmm. Then like try and build from there, like ask them more about their industry and then the conversation builds. But always start by introducing yourself and what you do and then asking them what yeah. you do. So for me, I've... I've been working with a standard approach. Mm-hmm. So in let's say in a case where it's a professional event, I'm always keen to highlight one of the main topics that was mentioned, just asking the other person, how do you think about, what do you think about this, uh, this statement that was made and how do you think, how do you think, what are the key takeaways from this event and how do you think they're going to help you further your career? And they haven't always been working, but they have been working to some extent. Yeah, I think I would tweak yours a little bit because I feel like it, for me, like my first instinct is that it puts a lot of pressure on the person, like to be like, you know, they, they could very much feel like they're on the spot. So I, I would tweak it and be like, maybe you talk about where you learned first and maybe that can spark some more insight in them. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, putting someone like asking I feel like sometimes when we ask too many questions too fast people can cut off guard but I feel like I, I always like it when someone comes and like they engage they start by engaging about themselves and it slowly moves into interest in me 
because then I can even ask them questions and find out more about them and then I don't know it's just easier sometimes when we don't have from common ground yeah so I don't know what you think about that yeah it's something definitely I plan to integrate into my approach it's good to have a strategy I think that's a good what I would I think that's a good thing to try and do try and create a standard template because it's hard to be to think of how to approach every new person can get a bit tiring and Um, overwhelming yeah really overwhelming yeah but I think I think another good strategy would also just be I think okay so you've mentioned about being the person that brings people together that's about having a strategy like going in with like some conversation starters that's a really good one Um, do you have any other tips on how to like any challenges any other challenges you faced uh, one of the other challenges that i faced is something that we've already discussed about that is how to keep how to keep growing that uh, network like you said in you you find that you're you are you already had that engagement with an individual where you already worked on a project and that was it how do you now continue engaging the other person six yeah. months later a year later two years later yeah and we've already discussed about it yeah it's true yeah and i guess yeah at the baseline i think my parting shot would just be like networks should be more relationship focused and they should be very mutual and i think if you push them in that mentality that you're trying to build a sort of long-term mutually beneficial relationship with someone it's a lot better than thinking oh i'm trying to get this out of someone else it's less manipulative and more sustainable. What would you say as yeah. your parting shot? Yeah, my parting shot would be don't think that just because someone you want to network with is at a higher level in an organization or in their career, you can if, if you think you cannot add value. Mainly, uh, and the reason why an approach you could take is that on this would be, let's say, I know as young professionals we are more aware on the changes that are happening and some of the dynamics with the with the digital space so you can also mention how you have some of the skills that can help digitize what they're doing and that could be a really great way of proving that you can also add value even though they are more established than you are yeah um and with that i think we'll call it a day um thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode